everybody, we back again. We back. We back. Yep. I'm Spencer. And of course, we have our licensed clinical therapist, Nas. Dr. Nas. And I just found out that it's not 15% angle. It's 15 degrees that the microphone should be pointed down. Degrees. What? Angles. Angles. I didn't get no degree in mathematics. Geometry. All right. And as you know by now, this is the Different Spectrums podcast where we talk about movies, shows, and the mental health aspects that surround them. We also like to have some laughs, so don't take us too seriously. Or do. It's up to you. There you go. Also, don't forget to run up those likes for us. We'd really appreciate it. A good old thumb. Just don't say it like that. All right. So for today, we have a special guest. Right. So we are dressed in pink for a reason. We are not doing the Barbie movie. Not yet. Not yet. When it comes out on DVD, we'll do it because <laughs> we have a DVD player that plays everything. Uh, but today we have a special guest who is a social media manager, uh, a creator, as well as just a little bit, just a little bit of the tism. <laughs> a little bit. Just, little, just a little bit. A little lemon pepper seasoning. <laughs> lemon pepper of the tism. Uh, <laughs> please welcome Danny Boulet. Please welcome. Yes, welcome. I'm gonna imagine that there's like applause, like Beyonce sound, and there's like a, f- a fan. Well, hello. It's literally just this. <laughs> it's just two of us here. <gasps> Unless yeah. you count all my stuffed animals, then there's like sixty of us. See, <laughs> my delusion has already worked. Oh, there you yes. go, Delulu. Yeah, we're all Delulu. Just a little bit. <laughs> Thank you for coming on, Danny, to really see how we work. Uh, it does have... look like we're going to be background dancers for... Uh... Well, well, you know. Hey. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> I was hey. going to think of something funny, like my background dancer name. I could think it was Free Willy. Oh. <laughs> what was Big Not Black's like... stripper name and yeah. Robin Big? I, I was that's all I could think of was big black. I think it was like dark chocolate or sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. Sexual chocolate. Yeah. Sexual that's chocolate. that's so, it up a, a brother. I don't know. Sex, no, was, that's not no sexual chocolate was coming to that's America. Coming to America. I'm so sorry. I'm mixing up my hey, Here's your card. Gone. <laughs> all right. <laughs> so <laughs> today. I don't know what it was. Are, We'll figure it out. All right. I'll I'll get it by when we start the scene. Okay. Uh, so today we are talking about the show Modern Love from Amazon. Uh starring Anne Hathaway. Yep. She can act, let me tell you. Yeah. Um so we're too. gonna be covering a whole bunch of topics today. Uh some including uh being manic um and also depressive life, uh being authentic to your friends, dating, as well as uh being uh diagnosed with bipolar, uh even though when you are black and brown, as well as uh medication management with a whole other list of things that we're going to cover today. Um so we have a lot to get to. Yep. So, Nas, anything before we get into the show? Uh, this should be a good one. Uh, I'm not. I can't predict really times, but I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a longer one. So, those of you folks, you know, you see, strap him. You, you know, don't don't strap it on. Strap, strap, strap it, 
Strap it down. Just buckle up. This I'm I'm getting away from the strap. Down. <laughs> the seatbelt is down. It's down. <laughs> just just buckle up. Cause we're going for a ride. <laughs> Get to the scene, man. I'm thinking, I'm thinking like when they were on that ride and I couldn't fit in it. Why they kept are you trying going to still? Push me in oh, the ride. You know? Okay, I'm done. But we're really excited for the podcast. We got a lot to get to. Yes. A lot of different things and topics on mental health, uh, specifically uh, talking to Danny, um, ADHD, uh, bipolar disorder, uh, folks of color medication. So there's a lot of good stuff. But specifically, how does it affect relationships and jobs? Relationships mm-hmm. and jobs. All right. We're all wearing pink. We're all strapped in. <laughs> Strap down. Strap it down. Strap it down. <laughs> All right. Uh, whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Thank you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I didn't know if that was just going to be between y'all. So I was like, I don't know. You're part You're of sure. the family now. Jesus. Okay. Okay. Okay, okay. Yeah. We're all cousins now. Because <laughs> well, if you're Mexican family, y'all, you got about 50 cousins. <laughs> from from one auntie. <laughs> All right, I'm done. How did that work? <laughs> I don't know. Hey everyone, I'm here to talk about our new collaborator, Toink Toys. They have a wide selection of, you guessed it, toys and other great collectibles. They have products from Marvel, Star Wars, Harry Potter, and everything pop culture. You could say they put the toy in Toink. So go check them out at toink.com and use our code Different Spectrums Podcast to get 10% off your entire order today. Lying in that lonesome gutter, staring at the stars. So, do you want to come up for coffee? You know what? Sex or something. I'm okay, actually. Yeah, I understand. No, I, I should just leave you to it. To what? To whatever it is you're doing this evening that's more interesting than this. You shouldn't feel obliged to do this. No, 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 it's not that. It's, I'm not, I don't feel... Okay, I do feel obliged a little bit, but it's really not what you think. It's, you know, I've, I'm, I'm sick, and uh, I mean, I've had the flu, and I just I don't really feel up so much. Oh, I'm sorry. Why you say that earlier? You, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll sleep it off, and we'll do this again properly. You know. Call me. I tell you what. Um, you call me if you want. You have my number. It began in high school. One day, I wanted to stay in bed. My parents let me, presumed I was sick, because I couldn't physically pull myself out of bed. 21 days later, I was still there. 
Children have an amazing way of dealing with new information. They don't know certain things aren't the way they're supposed to be. This is where I figured out the knack for living with this. I could make up for it with intense bouts of productivity. I would become a star student. This is how I could miss 50% of the year, by being brilliant the other half. All your dreams, woo! Yeah. <laughs> Same with Vassar. Weeks in my dorm not coming out, and then weeks in the library making up for it getting killer grades. What is wrong with you? And then moving to New York, I beat out the competition in numerous firms. Until, one by one, they all realized my forensic attention to detail, burning off gallons of midnight oil when I'm on a case, simply wouldn't make up for my disastrous attendance records. Over the course of all this was the countless couches, the analysis, the electroshock therapy, the cognitive behavioral therapy, the drug therapy, you name it. Blissfully unaware with excuses. Only showing up when I was sure to impress. This was how life became. And no one really knew who I was. Yes, Lexi Don. Absolutely, yes. I am. Uh, by tomorrow? I can have it by tomorrow. Okay, no problem. But as long as the clouds ultimately passed, I could deal with it. Speaking of which... And there it is, the silence, the sickening silence of another man walking out of my life before getting past the porch door, the silence of my own making, like a jealous, crazy mother shooing teenagers from her doorstep with her daughter locked upstairs.
Would he have stayed? Jeff? If he had known? If I came clean that time in the supermarket and said, oh, by the way, I'm bipolar. I'm dealing with it, will you? Would he have run for the hills or the frozen food section with an okie-dokie and a polite smile? Here was a man who didn't want his peaches bruised. How would he deal with a damaged psyche? Please come back, don't come back. Please come back, don't come back. Please come back. And then, lying there with a perfectly sweet, beautiful man walking away from my door. Something told me this had to stop. Not the illness, that'll never stop, but, but not giving people a chance to make up their own mind about me, to giving them at least some cards in the game. Surely there's someone out there who will take me for who I am. One human being who accepts the two people in you. You can't show only one part of yourself to someone. That's Hollywood, that's Gilda, and it's beautiful. But it can't last. So where are you gonna go? I don't know. Um, I have some savings, so I don't need to find a job right away, but uh, I might take some time off, maybe do some traveling. Your supermarket boy? How's that going, by the oh, way? Oh, uh, that didn't take. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. You really get through them, don't you? I guess it looks like that. Well, I guess you're only young once. I'm bipolar. Really? Yes. I have been since I was 15. How come you never told me? <laughs> who wants to hire someone with a mental illness and entertainment law, aren't we crazy enough? Sorry. So why are you telling me now? Because you're more than work. And you should know what you're dealing with if we're gonna see each other outside of the office, which I would like. But I have incredibly low periods. So low that I can barely move. I am impossible to be around. I uh, can barely answer the phone. I'm totally unreliable as a friend. In fact, in some ways, I'm probably the worst friend you could ever have. Uh, don't check a single box. I have a meeting five minutes ago. Okay. Phyllis, hey, those guys from admin in my office, tell them we have to cancel today. I'll see them tomorrow. Yeah, and I'll tell them I'm really sorry. You want to get lunch? Mm-hmm. Get a menu. So where are you right now, mood-wise? I'm coming off of a low. Tonight I'll be pretty manic. You're the first person I've ever told about this. How does it feel telling me? No. 
elephant's taken one of its feet off my chest. I'm so glad you've told me. It explains so much. If anything, not knowing made it a little difficult to connect with you fully the way I would have wanted. You want to get a drink sometime? You want to go to the movies? You want to see people? All of the above. You are the most fun I've ever been around. I'm not letting that go. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's amazing what trusting one true friend in your life can do. Once I told Sylvia it seemed like the cat was out of the bag, I rang old boyfriends from over the years, colleagues I had just stopped calling for no reason. I felt almost proud of my condition. It turns out I'm bipolar. It was cathartic, strangely healing, how forgiving and understanding they were, and how little credit I had given so many people. And I promised myself no person would not know the full story of me. The good, oh my the bad, God, unbelievable. and the mad. How's she doing? Jeff was a couple years ago. Two long years since of searching for just the right doctor and just the right dose. I know there's no cure for the chemical imbalance in my brain any more than there's a cure for love, but there's a little yellow pill I'm very fond of, and a pale blue one, and some pretty pink capsules, and a handful of other colors that have turned my life around. I have moods, but <laughs> they don't send me spinning into an alternate persona. And I'm back in the dating circle. Obviously, seeing is how you're reading this. I thought about Tinder, but then I just settled for the old-fashioned web dating service. And so, here I am. This is me. If this doesn't scare you off, then feel free to leave me a message. It's a me, a Spencer, and I'm here to talk about our longtime collaborator, Cure Hydration. Cure is a premium hydrating electrolyte drink mix made with organic coconut water and pink Himalayan salt with no sugar added. It contains four times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks. My go-to flavor is grapefruit, but if you're not into that, you can go and get their variety pack with eight different flavors to sample go to curehydration.com or go to our link tree and use the code dsp20 to get 20 percent off your entire order today hello everyone we back again we back and we're live just as live as our wardrobe pink sponsored by barbie we're not sponsored Shout by them to mattel <laughs> mattel uh jokes galore there okay um let's get to the scene all right so get into the scene we already watched the scene jackass oh, what did I get into the show?
So, and if any of you are keeping score at home, uh, Big Black's name while he was a stripper was Black Lavender. Black Lavender. Black Lavender. And the, yeah, the, the silky hair. Just. And silky. then re remember the song, "Dirty Girl." Dirty Girl. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. That was the song. The That's rap right. song that they made. I grew up in a Christian household. I didn't even uh, have whatever. It. Everyone watched Robin Big. I don't care. Everyone watched Robin Big. It was a fat guy and a little guy. That's like prime comedy. Where did you watch that? MTV. On MTV. I didn't have cable. I had Sky Angel. We had sermons, David and oh. the Lion. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I had a Christian cable service. Christian they didn't have like a Christian Robin Big. <laughs> Anytime you see a fat guy and a Robin little biggest. guy, <laughs> yeah, Robin Biggest. I'm not gonna lie, there's nothing. I always felt like, you know, obviously big, and then I always thought Colin was Rob. Fat, no fat brown guy, and okay. little white guy. So okay. we're done. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, just cut it off there. Um, <laughs> so uh, shout out to all of our uh, collaborators, first of all, before we get to our guest. Uh, so we have a little bit of a list here. So we have Bub's Naturals. We got Cure Hydration, Pinfinity, Silver Dollar Candle, Two Nerds Candle Company, Cat and Raven Company, and of course our new one, Twink Toys. Twink, Twink, like a Twink, Twink, like a Toyger. Um, you can get twenty up to twenty percent off if you go to our link tree and use the code DSP or DSP twenty when you click on that link, or just click on the link. It'll automatically get in your cart. Mm -hmm. So go buy stuff. Let us have money. Thank you. Um, <laughs> shilling is over. Um, so, like we said, we have a special guest today, Danny. Uh, could you give us a little bit about yourself and how did you? come to be on this show yes Dang. i mean let's not start at birth uh, <laughs> it was a tuesday it was cold it actually was a tuesday see wow. i'm good Coming at predicting on a tuesday <laughs> on a tuesday um but no i'm a born and raised new yorker um i oh. am trini so Trinidadian, and that means that I am a Dougla. So my mom is Indian and my dad is black. Oh. Okay. So biracial as well. I feel like this is now the biracial podcast. It's the vibe. Um, <laughs> but I chose this because I guess being like, the, you didn't ask me that question. Okay. Who so are you? Who are you? Health advocate. Who am I? Um, and also a social media manager. So I help people with personal branding and I help them tell their unique story. And I believe that every one of us were magical humans. And it just takes probably a little extra discovery to figure out like what your unique magic is. And so I've had a lot of different roles throughout my career, whether it be like a creative pastor um, and learning from the absolute best on personal and professional branding and like community building. Um, fun fact, my pastor's brother married Kim and Kanye. So definitely whatever it was in the Christian celebrity circles there. Oh, that's a yay. Mm. Yeah. Um <laughs> Ooh, hold up now. Mm, you would uh mm, you bit your lip too. Damn. <laughs> Put some sugar on it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Strap it down. Ed is in shame right now. Just shame. 
Anywho, I love how we return to that after I'm talking about church. <laughs> hey, Jesus, about a, Jesus. Hey, bring that up. This black Jesus, no, he's forgiven. <laughs> he's fine with it. <laughs> Why Jesus like a party? Um, <laughs> I kind of moved on um, from there, and I decided to go to grad school. Uh, and I thought I was going to be like the secretary of education. Um, and I studied policy and uh, nonprofit management. And um, I went to NYU in Columbia. And then after that, I went into corporate and I was in DEI. So diversity, equity, inclusion and sales. So I would help Fortune 500 companies meet their business objectives and, you know, make sure that black and brown people and women and queer people are being professionally developed and also entrepreneurs are being unprofessionally developed. So that was a very, very, very long career that I had. And I think right now um, I'm actually living out the social media that I like unapologetically living it out because I quit my job on October 13th. It was Friday the 13th. And now I'm just full-time, full-time freelancing with clients, helping with branding. We're doing a retreat in Bali with some women. I'm going to have a week and just like, you know, walk through waterfalls and go through a sacred monkey forest. And, um, you know, I love how both your heads went. (laughs) (laughs) Invite the fellas. Um, I mean, you know, and that's hey. all, you know, all women. It's just, you know, I still think about guys here. Let's, let's talk this out. <laughs> Every time I say that, people, like, the guys are like, so you just go forget about us. <laughs> yeah. It's hurtful. I'm a girl's girl. I know. <laughs> I, I was like, you know, the first one, I want to be a girl's trip, but the yeah. next one, oh, and trip. No, um, we'll, we'll definitely fuck that up. <laughs> just be like, hey, bro, come on, man. Let's go yeah. see the monkeys, bro. I know. <laughs> Can you imagine? I'd be like, can I take all my stuffed animals? <laughs> we can do whatever you want. <laughs> what if a monkey grabs a stuffed animal. Wait a minute. That'd be perfect. <laughs> he getting shot. I ain't gonna lie. He, okay, well. <laughs> you guys are not helping with my ADHD. Oh, sorry. Con- oh, continue. Yeah, worse. Sorry continue. about that. Yep, sorry. <laughs> um, no, but that's basically it. I feel like um, I've had like a long and winding career and all of it was not for naught. Like it's helped me. And I think right now I'm like finally getting out of a stage of probably a decade of burnout um, where I just like hustled and kept working and going. And as a firstborn daughter of immigrants, um, also having to like really help out my family in certain ways. um, And just like, I think, me focusing on myself and realizing like I am not being authentic to me like I'm pretending and living this life and pursuing happiness and I realize that like most of us are doing that and masking that we're okay with life and just kind of like living in this little days um and I was like you know what if I can be delusional negatively like what happens if I'm delusional for good like what happens if I'm like like able to just like shift my mind and be like I can just start a business. I can just be the CEO of a company and I can just do this and I can just get a dog and make this amount of money. Um, I can lose a hundred pounds, which I did. And just like really delusional things started happening in my life. Like case in point, I have to return a MacBook for my corporate job. And I was like, 
ooh, what am I going to do? That's my literal bread and butter. What am I going to do? I have three MacBooks right now that people just gave to me out of kindness because I delusioned it. And I was just like, I just feel like the universe gives good things to good people. And I feel like if I had a MacBook that was laying around, I would give it to somebody. And I just put it on my Instagram story. I was like, I'm an entrepreneur, as you guys know, you've been following my journey and I have to return this laptop. I don't have 2K to get a new one. So let's just see. And here we are. So I kind of want to, I kind of want to help other people like build the authentic life that they were meant to live and kind of snap out whatever haze that they're walking in. Damn, Miles, why don't you ever get me a MacBook? Jackie. Hey, I'm trying to think of the Lulu. The Lulu is the Salulu. The Lulu is the Salulu. That is true Lulu. I'm, I'm manifesting. See, y'all manifested big dreams and CEOs and shit. And all I can think about is pizza. Look. That's one. That's one. You can manifest pizza. I mean, I also manifested a boyfriend that makes me homemade pizza. The dough is from scratch. Okay. I don't cook at all. I hate cooking. Oh. My ADHD thing. Too many things that I have to do. Things are burning th- too much. So. So, so what you're saying is, is that we need to make a trip to New York and we stay in at your house. Okay. <laughs> cool. What, what you're saying is, you know, you know, usually when I tell people and they're like, oh, I'm dating this person. I say, okay, well, as long as I'm bigger than that person, you know, yeah, I'm dating you now. <laughs> and I'm not talking about dating you. I'm dating him. He can make pizza. I'm dating that motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I am spoiled. Like I don't cook at all, yeah. at all, and I'm spoiled. I get handmade like croissants. <laughs> we go, we're going to New York. Shout man. out to your boyfriend. <laughs> I'm gay again. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never stopped. <laughs> Can't stop. Like, is your boyfriend single? <laughs> he ain't gotta be. I'm joking. He about to be. Uh... <laughs> All right, we're done with that. Right, um, sorry. <laughs> this is quite wonderful. So, like, you manifesting yes. stuff and uh, and working on stuff and getting out of that career, which is like obviously terrifying. I saw that when you made that post that day. Um, you're doing what a lot of my clients want to do one day uh real quick Spence, story time it may not be quick Never but a is. human was telling me a lot of humans recently they said so what i'm just gonna work all day every day nine to five and be tired of shit and then not really have any money to pay bills and to really do anything and i'm just going to be miserable and die i said i don't know what you want me to tell you uh yep life is tough Life is really hard and it can be very miserable. And so if you don't mad these madnesses, these good things, it's going to be very hard. If you don't make sure you're having joy while doing some of these things, it's going to be very hard. So like Danny, right, you had to grind for a while and now you can do this other thing, which is quite awesome. So a lot of my students don't really get it. We do have to put some work in. Can't just dream up stuff. You have to work towards something, then do it. But when students start to realize, clients start to realize that this is the world and they're starting to lose that innocence, that childhood, that depression will come in. That existential dread and avoidance and not wanting to participate is terrifying. Um, And it's hard to like therapize because I'm not going to be like, oh, it'll be okay, you've got the skills. I'm like, no, this shit is for real. Um, So how are we going to start doing stuff now that brings us joy that can actually propel us and be the steps instead of waiting until you're 30? How can you start now at 19, 20, you know? 
how can you start taking care of yourself now? I'm always tired. I can't change the world. So maybe you can change some worlds. He said, but how do I know if I'm a good person? I said, you'll never know. But when you do know, it's because other people will tell you. You don't get to judge if you're a good person. Other people will smile at you and they'll tell you. And then what if I fuck up? I want you to mess up because that's when you'll know how to change and become better and grow and become a better man. I literally just had the conversation today. And it's interesting that you just brought it up. Literally just got done happening probably two hours ago. And they were sitting there and like, oh my, I said, so what did you learn from all this? I need to take some breaks and do some of the creative stuff I'm supposed to do. So when are you going to start today? Thank you. Talk to you next week. Yeah. I just wanted to preach real quick because it literally just happened today, Spence. Uh, there you go. Two hours ago. Um, yeah. So I, you life appreciate is it. Just obstacles. Like, I feel like life is how we manage obstacles, like, um, and how we reframe them, uh, mm-hmm. how we take advantage of them. Um, and I feel like growing up requires kind of getting like used to obstacles. Like, mm-hmm. it's almost as like, like, you know, when you're younger, you're like, oh, this is so hard. Like, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening to me? Kind of a thing. And then like, as things go up, you're like, that's life, man. Like, all right, like, let's handle this. Let's get this done. And then you come to, I feel like as life goes on, you just really have to understand that obstacles are avoid, like they're inevitable. That's literally the, the definition of life to me is finding like joy in all points of life. If for those of you that are Kobe Bryant fans, and then I'm going to kick it back to Spence. Uh, his quote that he wrote to his best friend, Lakers GM, um, uh, he wrote him in his book. He said, remember to always savor the, to remember to always savor the good times, but especially the hard times. Love Kobe. Especially the hard times. As I tell people, I'm not sure if you can fully love or enjoy life if you don't know what obstacles or hardship is. Mm-hmm. What is your set point? Where, where, where do you start it? You know, it's supposed to be hard. It's not just supposed to be. And if it was easy, you don't really care about it. If it's hard, then when you finally get it, ecstasy. Right. So, all right, Spence, I'm going to let you start actually doing your job now. I'm, I'm, I'm cutting away. I'm sorry. That's my call. Uh, so kind of speaking about having those hard times, um, when did you get diagnosed for being neurodivergent or was that a self-diagnosis? Um, I got diagnosed when I was in therapy. So I started therapy at the height of the pandemic. So Mm -hmm. literally, I want to say like a month after I quit my job as a pastor, I was like, Mm -hmm. I need therapy. I don't really feel good after that. Mm -hmm. Um, and as I did, actually, it was uh, religious ab- abuse therapy. Oh. <laughs> as I was doing that, um, I realized that, like, there were so many other things that were wrong. And my therapist, uh, she had diagnosed me with bipolar disorder at first. And then was, she said, I do want you to get multiple opinions. That's what I do love about my therapist. She was a Black woman bomb therapist ever mm-hmm. and she never like made me feel like she was the one giving me this like guide source like I have all the answers she was always like this is my little indicator and I would love for you to go talk to these people and she kind of taught me the concept of having a care team and when I talked to 
um, like a psychotherapist and then um, another like diagnosis company thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they were like, oh, we're noticing, we are noticing like high highs and low lows, but it's more so um, it's ADHD and you have AD, like combined ADHD. So I go through like hyperactive and inattentive phases. So it's mm-hmm. the dynamic. Okay. Okay. And how have you kind of, when you first found out, did it really kind of open up um, a lot of doors for you in way of just being like emotionally connective with others, being able to tell them like, Hey, you know, I have this. And I just wanted to let you know, just like we kind of saw in the scene um, with Lexi, um, was that kind of your experience or was it something that, you know, people kind of already were like, I knew she had a little bit of autism, just a little, little sprinkle of it. Just so I feel like it was two sides. You had two camps. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I feel like one group of people were like, there's no way you have ADHD. You went mm-hmm. to you went to NYU, you have a successful career, you're on top of your ish, you're not late, you're not whatever. Then the other side that understands what it takes to for me to be that person was like, this makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the people who knew my full self, right? Uh, they understood it. And honestly, I was in denial. Like yep. I was like, I don't have ADHD. That's like boys running around in circles going, ah! like, and I was in education. So that's literally also what <laughs> whenever they were like, oh, Timmy has ADHD. It was like, I need my pills. And he's running around in circles. Um, and I read up more up on it because my therapist was like, ah, oh, that's stereotypical. There's other types and it presents sometimes a different way in women. Um, and her kind of like exposing myself to that helped me. I first was in denial and I think I only started connecting with others once I started accepting it for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of hit it really close. And then when I started sharing, I did have that kind of moment of, ecstasy that Lexi had in the end where she's like calling and she's like so proud of it um and that's how I like shifted on my social media because I used to be like a religious influencer and I shifted more to like mental health mm-hmm. and wellness and being neurodivergent and being weird and being you not even weird just you mm-hmm. uh, and now I'm seeing like the freedom in it but I understand that it that takes a journey of self-love. Um, you don't just wake up and then you're like, I accept myself. Um, I think now I'm having a fun time connecting with people. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, question. You, uh, I slid in them DMs now. I slid in your DMs. I invited, I invited you to come to the podcast. You know, I said, let me slide. Um, I love when people slide in my DMs because I don't get like nasty DMs. So- yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Mine are never like that. I'm just like, do you want to join a podcast? <laughs> exactly like that, too. Yeah, that's the voice. When I'm like, they're reading it, that's what they hear. Hello. Neck in the shoulders. <laughs> so, uh, I thought you were a woman for a really long time. Well, <laughs> here we go. Hey, you know. I don't work with the boys because I used to be one. Uh, <laughs> Rob, Robin Williams, good. yeah, from uh, Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. Um, there you go. But, but all seriousness, uh, you actually were following us before for a while, and then I saw mm. that this, you know, little pink 
circle that kept liking our posts and some of our reels. And I'm like, who's this little pink circle? I'm like, oh, look at them. I'm like, they're they're so pink. I'm like, they gotta be autistic. It's like, oh, okay, neurodivergent. They mean ADHD. Okay. And so, and so eventually I finally got the womanhood uh, <laughs> to start asking people to join the pod. And I, you know, I finally thought we had a good product and we were starting to get professional, like adding in things, like things were starting to get good. And then I finally hit you up as well. And I just want to give you a shout out because you actually been following us for like a while now and liking a bunch of reels. Uh, so I'm not sure if you knew that, that you were following us for a while, but you were because you always pop up. Yeah, no, I definitely have been following for you, but I never like connected who the main people were because like your face is not in everything. It's it's no, we uh, we don't like to be facing forward. Uh yeah, so I couldn't, I didn't have like a face necessarily. But see, I'm like, so loving and kind and it's all mental health uh, that you're like, that's got to be a woman. I did. That's a woman. I was like, Dr. Nas might be a woman. Well, I mean. That's a sexy ass, chocolate ass, <laughs> carne oh asada God. ass. Oh my God. Yeah, she might be a little hairy ass too. Well, oh now, now a little. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I just wanted to say I think it's really cool that you were following us uh, and a lot of the people that we do invite are folks that actually are part of our follower and content folks and we have a lot of folks that just followers in general that we have come on the pod and we had a blast with some of them um, yeah. the reason why you I said this with, you helped me with that honestly like I feel like accounts like yours helped me um, get comfortable with my diagnosis because I didn't have a community of people where the language that we're about to use or even talk about was normalized. Um, And so definitely accounts like yours that normalize it. Um, And it makes us feel comfortable because then it's like, well, if they love themselves, like I should probably love myself too. Like they're having fun about this. Like maybe I should do that too. Simple things like that create a huge impact. Well, little do you know, hate ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Both things could be true. We're human. (laughs) Hey, I'm oh, where, there it goes. What was that? It was just a thumbs up in a bubble. Oh, okay. There you go. Um, so, no, we appreciate that affirmation. Uh, it's yes. been really fun inviting yes. people and growing the account, uh, helping people, having parents, uh, children, all types of folks reaching out to us and, and giving us kudos. And how we've helped out their lives and families just from showing scenes. Uh, and now that we're changing things and becoming better and we've got some AI helping us out, now we're starting to do more forward-facing uh, facing forward stuff. So that's starting to come. Um, the reason why I brought this all up is, like I said, this community is is big. These people being advocates, talking about ADHD, neurodivergent, bipolar, mental health, um, you know, gender, sexuality, uh, fat phobia, homophobia, right? It, the community is actually there on Instagram. Sometimes you just got to dig in the right pocket. You know, if you watch out, you ain't going to see number rump shaking. You know, you got to stay away from the rump. You know? uh, <laughs> sorry, people. I'm just like, <laughs> so stupid. Come from? I don't even know how that connects. No yeah. one does. Only yeah. he knows. Yeah, well, I, I, was, I was picturing Instagram and then, you know, and then it's just rump. Like, as soon as I open it up, it's going to be a rump. <laughs> called rump roast 
Head and shame. Yep. All head right. So, head and shame. That's a good one. Put that on the shirt. Um, yeah. I, I, the reason why I also brought it up is because I was excited to see you happy on that 13th. I was excited to see you living in some things. And I just wanted to pay you kudos to that. Uh, obviously, you just talked about some religious trauma too. Work with a lot of clients with that. It's a tough one, uh, especially with a lot of my Catholic kids uh, being, you know, Chicano myself. Uh, a lot of us are Catholic. Uh, going to a Catholic school where I met Spencer, where I was working there. It's a lot of stuff. Uh, so the psychological trauma or OCD that a lot of neurodivergent folks, folks on the spectrum face uh, and religious, we're going to get to some clips on that because one of our previous therapists wants to work on it. But uh, thank you for reinforcing the some of these things and that you've, someone made it out. My clients are like, tell me who, does anyone make it out of this shit? Oh, I was deep in it. So yeah. <laughs> And just made it out of the nine to five grind and right. Just you get to be you. And if you're going to be miserable, you might as well be miserable being you, man. Uh, yeah. You might as well be. Yeah. So Spencer kicking it back to you. Yes. So let's get into the show. Um, so uh, we are doing the show modern love on Amazon. Yeah. Right. Uh, Danny. Do you want to give us just like a brief synopsis on what the show is about? Emphasis on brief. Um, so basically, um, so basically, Lexi has bipolar disorder, and mm -hmm. she works as a lawyer, mm -hmm. um, and has like a massive job. And she meets this guy mm -hmm. in a grocery store, and she thinks that he's like the best thing ever, but she doesn't have a great day on their first date and then doesn't show up on the second date mm -hmm. and ends up getting fired from her job because she can't like keep up with uh the demands of the job and at the end she like falls apart but then her mask falls off when she gets to connect with this woman named sylvia at the end um and what i really think the story is about is being authentic to yourself yeah. right um, and have you ever found yourself um, being not as authentic to your friends and family um, in a way, you know, and did you feel like you couldn't really connect with them or, you know, was it kind of you just being you right off the bat? Absolutely not. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, like I was raised in a really strict Christian household, so mm -hmm. yeah. Like I told you, I didn't have cable. Like we had Sky Angel. And right. so like sermons and stories about the Bible. And I even went to Bible college after. Um, and I don't think I was like, I think I was authentic and maybe like always having the need to like stand out when it comes to style and express myself that way. That's mm -hmm. always been something that I've done, like dopamine dressing. Um, it makes me feel a lot better on bad days, but I think I, as I went along, like what uh, Nas was saying, like all those kind of wrong choices I was making was like an obstacle and me just kind of figuring out like, all right, well, this isn't it. So we'll try something else. All right, this isn't it. So we'll try something else. Um, I think that like, what were we talking about? We were talking about when you could be your authentic self. Um <laughs> But I, I I do want to kind of piggyback on that, though. It's like, when did you find out that you could be your authentic self? Good like, question. At what age did you say, like, I can be me finally? 
31. 31. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm 33 right now. So, okay. so two years ago. Um, yeah. Did that kind of go with your diagnosis as well? Yeah, I think okay. the diagnosis, it was a domino effect okay. of being like, because you have to be authentic to yourself first and then mm -hmm. to the people that maybe you want to trust closest to you. Mm -hmm. And some of them didn't take it well. Some of them took it well. And I was just really unapologetic. Like, I was like, I'm being authentic. Like, if you're not about it, then you're not about it. And they were out. Um, yep. <laughs> I was just like, if you're not a, not for me, you're not for me. I'm really big on alignment and the people that I keep in my life, like they are people that like nurture and add to me and they challenge me and right. they don't coddle or baby me. Like a lot of, I feel like ADHD adults feel like people want to do, um, but they do call me out, but then also like call me higher at the same time. Mm -hmm. So what about like before so how did you used to act like so we looked at this scene i'm gonna go dive into the scene real quick so she's yep. hiding this from everyone and not telling folks that she's bipolar right and what's going on so obviously you didn't have words to what was going on but there, i assume there was a good amount of masking and so in the scenes she's like excelling doing her shit and then the other 50 percent, she's in the dumps she's miserable she's probably depressed suicidal isolated can't move can't even get off the toilet can't walk I assume that you related to that. Um, and if so, kind of what was your story on relating to that? Um, I was a star student. So at school, I was like straight A, 4.3 GPA, like president of the National Honor Society, president of this, like that. And I was a cheerleader and I'm dating the baseball player. Like I was literally debate club, chess club, like too much. <laughs> but see, that's I think that was because I felt inadequate. Like I felt like I was trying to run away from the per from the person that I would leave when I was at school. Like I would go home and be like, I'm a mess. Like mm -hmm. I can't, you know, sometimes I would like forget to shower for days and just not, or like my room's a mess. There's like things happening, but then everything else on the outside is like perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, I really identify to that like need to keep people far. Um and school and i would say like points of like work when my boss asks me to do something that i know can't take 24 hours like lexi picks up the phone she's like you need that by tomorrow and she's like okay i was like oh that's me um, i wanted to be like the reliable team member and i had no concept of boundaries um so i think all of that i think those were points of inauthenticity yeah uh you know, Spence, I was watching while we're watching the film, you know, you know, I'm watching Danny and I'm looking to see, you know, how you react to the scenes. And at any point, I'm not, I don't think you did because you've probably seen it before. Or maybe you got your stuff together, but I didn't see you get choked up on any of the scenes. But that last scene when I, when she was making the friend, were you getting choked up on that last scene? Yeah. I, mean, I was a little bit, I was like, God damn it. In mm -hmm. <laughs> Finally got a good friend. Um, I thought I saw different emotional reaction from you in there. So that, that's the thing. So obviously that's something that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Is, is that scene. So, you know, Spence, I know you saw it too. So what's, what's going on there in that scene? Cause 
I'm going to transition over because that was something I don't want to forget, that there was a moment there, and I felt it, Spence felt it, right? Not just with you, just the scene in general. Well, why did that mean so much to you? I think what she said uh, when Sylvia asked her, like, have you, like, how do you feel now that you've told me? And then Aunt, uh, Lexi says, like, an elephant's lifted its weight off my chest. And I think, like, just me even saying that, I'm like ch choking up because that feeling is actually very real. Like I hear it and it's like visceral. Like I'm just like, I know what that feels like to be like, okay. And like, just be around someone where I don't have to be like, all the time, like, you know, like church Danny and like, hello, welcome corporate. And like, walk this way. And I can just be like, <laughs> I can just be like, I'm not having it today yeah. at all. I don't want to talk. I just want to sit with you nonverbal and just like be in your presence. Can we not? And my friends are like, yep. And they're not offended. They don't think that's weird. Like I have asked for that in the past and people are like, what? <laughs> like, you don't want to talk to me. <laughs> I'm exhausted. <laughs> no, I don't. Bye. Um, but I think like, I remember this one instance, my friend, my best friend in the whole wide world, Ashley, it was something stupid. She had asked me to meet her up at Ikea. And I was like an hour and a half late because I couldn't find my phone. Then I lost my keys. Then on my way out, uh, I lose my phone again. So like, I, I was like, what's happening here? Like, like things are just like uh, uh, jumping off of my hands. And then on the train, I take the wrong train. Like I wasn't thinking when I'm on a pilot and I'm going to work instead of to her, to her house. And I'm like, what the actual hell is happening? <laughs> like, I feel like I'm in an alternate universe and my brain was on autopilot from stress at work. And so I'm coming in like rushing flustered. And my friend Ashley is like, it is a trip to ikea she's like you yeah. need to fucking calm down it's like she's like i understand she goes i have a new location i literally saw you go in the opposite direction and then i saw and i was like i know that you're not just like sitting at home twiddling your thumbs going i don't want to hang out with ashley and having a friend that like gave me the benefit of the doubt like i don't think before ashley i was used to being given the benefit of the doubt like when a lot of things happened it was because i was lazy irresponsible um other character flaws and i think having friends like Lindsay and ashley for the first time i was like i'm not a bad person like i'm just struggling like yeah uh, i think that was the first time that like i was like oh i am worthy of loving myself like I, like this other person is showing me love so like it taught me how to love myself and I even think that kind of phrase that people say that um you need to learn how to love yourself before you can love others um mm. I disagree with that because sometimes I think that when we're self-aware enough um we can help other people love and like learn to love themselves and I do think that people who are like healing can still like help others heal and like learn to love themselves and be authentic um, with themselves. Now, all of my friends are neurodivergent. We're all like a bunch of beautiful, chaotic, magical human messes. And we're, we're nonverbal, two verbal, whatever it is that you want to call it, everything in between. And it's like a beautiful cornucopia of authenticity. Like for the first time, you're just like, giving people space 
to be who they want to be and letting them fit in the boxes and then be like, okay, and now we can carry on. Instead of like, I think in the past, I had been putting people into boxes or even just putting myself into boxes. Um, and now for the first time, I'm just like settled. Okay. Uh, that was wonderful. Now I'm going to pause real quick and I'm going to get back to real stuff. But, bro, you know, so you saying big words now. We take disrespect to big words. Cornucopia? We don't say that here. So cornucopia. So, you know, spell it. Can you spell it, Danny? Because you're smart now. So you got under degrees and stuff. 4.3 GPA. I had like 1.6. So you don't have to spell it. Oh, I was like, but can you, if you can, <laughs> if you can spell it, don't spell You ain't got to spell it, but can you spell it? I feel like I can. You probably can. Like I, I, the other day, Spence, I'm in there, you know, writing my case notes, you know, and I definitely forgot the N in Nazir. In your name? Yep. <laughs> I wrote A Z E E R. And I'm like, damn. Azir. Hello, I am Azir. <laughs> nice hey. to meet you. Uh-huh. Um, Watch that actually be someone's name, y'all. It probably is. Well, hey. It probably is. It's <laughs> a good, good Arab-looking man there, Azir. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I'm going to kick a dispense here in a sec. I just wanted to appreciate you being really authentic and uh, allowing me to push you on that question. Uh, you wouldn't be the first to ever get choked up on the pod and get Spence nose. I don't cry a whole bunch of times on this podcast. So, so many times, uh, so many times. And I was crying, just chopping the reels up the other day, uh, to love is blind. Oh man. When he uh, talks about his mom's dying, man, it's horrible. Horrible. Right. Um, I cry right. for everything now. I feel like now that I've embraced my authentics, like I just, I feel like I'll be like, I don't care. And I was sad about that. Like that touched me even. <laughs> like, I don't care. Real talk. So, right, this is we're shooting this on November second. So, Halloween just happened, and the, the, everyone said, "What was the favorite costume of like all the kids that were trick or treating?" Right? I ain't gonna kid you. I kid you not, Spence. Little Mexican boy come up. He was about a foot tall in a in a in a triceratops co- dinosaur costume, and his little hand triceratops hand went out, and I put the candy in the bag, and he just looked at me. And he put the bag back up. I said, that's it, man. And he... <laughs> I shit you not. Every time Pretty. I think about it, I want to cry, bro. It was so fucking cute. Oh. <laughs> I thought the opposite. I was like, get the fuck out of here. Fuck no. no, I'd be like, you know what? You're smart. Because I'm like, extinct. <laughs> fuck out of here. Uh, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, you're persistent. <laughs> I'm like persistent, but it was just seeing this beautiful brown kid being happy and his parents doing something with him. It was the parents mm-hmm. thing too, and I missed out on some of that stuff. Uh, you know, you know, mom doing her thing and, and working, and then you know, also doing her thing, and then dad being mm-hmm. locked up. You know, the childhood was different, um, and to see the joy in the cutest costume, you know, I was like, "Fuck, this kid's lucky." Doesn't matter what mm-hmm. the co- economic status is of the family, the kid's lucky because they got love. That's the reason why I get choked up about it. So. Random story about me getting choked up about a little kid wearing a fucking costume. All right, Spencer. But it speaks to a part of us, I feel like, when we get choked up. It's like something that is a part of our story. Oh, yeah. I love happiness. Mm-hmm. As someone that knows what sadness is, when you see happiness, it, it makes me and my father uh, emotional. We cry because we're not supposed to 
have happiness. Our lives were supposed to turn out poor, bad, violent, dead. And then we get happiness and it makes us so overwhelmed being autistic that we cry. Yeah, people make fun of me for being sensitive. And it's not about being sensitive. It's about being overwhelmed with joy. Uh, Spencer, help us out with some scenes. So what are the questions you got to dive in the sauce? Well, let's see here. So, Danny, you talk about a lot of self-love, especially after, you know, coming out with your diagnosis and everything. Um, I kind of want to see, did you ever have that point of, like, self-hatred uh, because you didn't know exactly what was going on uh, inside of your own mind? Yeah. Um, hmm. Self-hatred. I just think the feeling of never feeling good enough. I feel mm -hmm. like the other reason why I excelled so much is because I didn't really like, like who I was. Uh, mm -hmm. So it was like, I need to earn I guess, like feeling worthy of something that I want. Mm -hmm. And so this curated version and it, that came out in school that came out, honestly, that even came out in dating. I feel like where I would make really bad dating decisions <laughs> because I was like, I need to earn this. So I would choose people that it was like struggle of all the time, like just weird, bizarre things and decisions that I would make. Um, and then like, I think you said something Naz about like uh, how, you had a client that was like, this is my world. I think when you shift that, um, a lot of things start to not make sense. Like not liking myself right now doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. um, more times than not. It doesn't make sense more times than not. Um, yeah, I hope that answers the question. It did, yeah. Uh, totally. listening, listening to the story, Spence, it sounds like a lot of anxiety too. Um, so I'm not going to try to therapize you, but um, oh, I do have generalized anxiety disorder. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I'm not really preaching on that. I'll talk about anxiety to uh, appease folks, to get their approval, like you said. It's you show people this nugget, like, look what I did. Did I do good? Mm -hmm. And then that's the vibe that you gave off back then and possibly even now. Most of us do that with parents or elders or superiors when we're young. And so it can manifest later on in life. And if that cup isn't full... Or if there's some weird stuff going on or too much religious stuff, putting all that guilt on you from God, it can matriculate and, and move towards relationships. And you end up picking partners, not saying that you did, but many of my oh, clients will, will pick partners that aren't that good. Um, and then they're like doing all the best and doing all that shit, right? And then the partner's just kind of like half-assing it. And they're like, this is fine because I'm, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm a piece of shit. So, um. You know, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not good, but I'm not, no, I suck. Yep. I suck. So it's like reflective. <laughs> yes. And so that's why I make fun of that right there, but that's the thing. Um, so earlier you said some stuff about like relationships. We see her, she actually looks like she chose a, a, a good man possibly. Um, no, so this the move the scene or this episode starts off with her applying on a dating app, like on a dating app. Yeah. And she's writing her bio, and she like meets him in the supermarket. Okay. She like reminisces on meeting this guy at the supermarket. Got it. And these two dates that um, we saw, 
they didn't like the first one she i don't like if you look before she literally is just sitting there and she's like i saw it hello <laughs> it's like the worst first date anyone could ever have it's not great mm. i'll tell you well, actually no they had a magical first date where she was like all sparkly she was having like the best day ever after the supermarket mm-hmm. and then their follow-up was the one where she was really really sad mm-hmm. and then she's like i'll make it up to you i'll make dinner that third one and then she didn't like meet up with him at all she just couldn't she crashes um mm-hmm. so i think this is why we might go into bipolar rant right here spence uh so in this depiction of bipolar disorder, which is accurate, um, but also there's some different versions of bipolar, right? There's bipolar one, bipolar two. There's also a lower level one called cyclothymia. If you want to joke around, which is fine with me, it's bipolar light. Diet bipolar. Um, some folks may take offense to that. It is what it is. But it is. It's like diet bipolar. It's, you know, you're revving up and down in mania and depression, but not as high as the others. It may not affect daily functioning as much. Might not be as risky behavior, getting into trouble, uh, getting fired from your jobs, but there's still like a revving of things that people are able to white knuckle and still maintain. Um, As we talk about bipolar disorder, folks, go back and look at the other podcast that we did um, with Lacey on the, what was the year between? Yep. Yep. The year between. Um, Wonderful therapist and human that's also bipolar and and doing their thing and and trying to live their life, right? A good life. Um, So. Uh, it looks like there's some rapid cycling with her bipolar. So that's also a thing too. Folks can rapid cycle very quickly throughout the day. Um, So some folks, it could be like five, six, seven days, 30 days, months where it's manic or months where it's depressive. And this, we kind of see her just like, uh Oh, brace. And she's in the mirror and she tanks. Um, Common. Yes. But also not so common. Sometimes it's just, it's in the morning or at night. Or kind of hits you, maybe not right in the mirror. Dram- dramatized, but they're doing it for a reason to show you the switch. Mm-hmm. That scene actually looks like they were hitting like it looked like a panic attack. It looked like in the moment that they had some type of intrusive thought and it led to something and instantaneously they tanked. Um, that's what it looked like to me. And then that tanking or spiraling led to like a massive neurochemical change what led to the depression uh, which is common, um, folks, especially if you're autistic and the comorbidity of being autistic or schizophrenia is up there. There's some correlation with that. Um, you know, if you have it in the family, then you might also have somewhere autism in the family. Very frequently will I diagnose folks that are on the spectrum of bipolar disorder, um, or borderline personality disorder because they're like, they see them revving up or dysregulating so much. Um, so I thought the depiction was good. Um, but this is where I want to maybe chime you in on medication. So she's like talking about, Hey, I'm doing good now. Like I'm making some good choices, therapy. I got a blue pill and a yellow pill and a green one. And you know, so medication is tough, uh, for ADHD, for anxiety, for bipolar disorder. It's a cocktail. Um, you know, for some folks, neurodivergent folks, folks on the spectrum, it's going to feel like it's fucking checks mix. Like it's complicated and you know, so, Danny, what was going on with you? I assume that you, did you go through some meds for ADHD, anxiety, depression, mood stabilizers? You don't have to give up too much. I just wonder. Oh, no, I talk about this openly um, on Instagram because I think that there's no one path to mental health and wellness when it comes to medication management. So I'm not 
telling you to go out and do it or don't go out and don't do it. I'm saying talk to a doctor and do what works for you. Yes. Um, so, or care team, honestly, because mm -hmm. um, I have kind of three people. So I have like a woman's health doctor, um, okay. I have a therapist, and I have like a psychotherapist kind of. Um, so, or used to, but basically talking to all of them, I felt like when I started the meds, things were great for a while. And then over time, personally, I felt like everything was like gray. Like I was just like, I am just working. Like I am waking up on time and going to bed on time and waking up on time and going to, it was weird. And it did kind of stabilize, I feel like certain things, but then um, playing around with doses was weird. And I was on like four or five sometimes because of the different diagnoses that I have. And at one point, um, we had an Adderall shortage in New York City. And that happened twice. That sent me on what my therapist says is very similar to a bipolar spiral. Um, because it just, my levels just dropped so yep. low after me off of like 25 milligrams every day. So, um, and XR. So like I was on like strong yeah, dosage. Strong. And then for me to just tank out, um, I was not well. Um, I was not eating right, like not sleeping well. It was just weird. And I was like, I don't like, I want to be on beds, but I don't want to put myself in the position where like, I'm so reliant on them. And I was like, I, like I told my therapist, I was like, bear with me, hear me out. I was like, what if we can taper off all of the ones, except for maybe like my hormonal ones. And we didn't do all of them. It was like mm -hmm. one at a time. It took like two years. Um, like one at a time going off of them. And then I realized like the one that was most helpful for me that I can take every once in a while is like my hormonal one because mm -hmm. I also have PMDD. So uh, uh, premenstrual dysphoria Thank disorder. <laughs> and that kind of affects my ADHD even more as a woman. Yep. So that helps me the most. But I think you have, I had to be very willing to experiment and mess up when it came to meds and be like, this is not for me. This is not for me. And I will say I was holding hands with like three other people on my care team that were doing it and checking in with me at least weekly. Um, and then also like my friends checking in with me uh, because there was one time where like I lost so much weight and not in a healthy way because of meds. Like I wasn't able to keep anything down for a while. Yep. And then my friends were like, are you okay? Like what's happening? And I was just throwing up all the time. Um, so I think now I've focused a lot on my nutrition, sleep, water, like me just understanding that water helps like carry the rest of nutrients to our body. And that's why like we're feeling the way that we feel as dysregulated sometimes as I am. Um, me understanding like a lot, a lot of ways, like how serotonin works and how nutrition and food and like, oh, I'm craving this. I feel like I've able to really listen to my body so I'm trying to like this is my personal thing um just be mindful and like treat it in a way that's like as needed there might be a time in the future where I do go on Adderall again and that's just dependent on the situation phase and season of life that I'm in yep hey hey this is your co-host Spencer and I'm bringing you a special message from our collaborator Silver Dalek Candles they have great sense to go with great messages, just like best dad ever, true crime and chill, 
and my personal favorite when this candle is lit give me that you can also make your own candle and message that fits you so go use our link in our link tree to get your order placed with silver dollar candles today hey are you a nerd do you like pins if you're like any of our followers and you said yes, you should check out our collaboration with Pinfinity. They have Power Rangers pins, Transformers pins, and for all of our bronies out there, My Little Pony pins. Go check out our link tree or use our code DSP to get 20% off your Pinfinity order today. Okay, I uh, appreciate that. Um, just to clarify for folks uh, listening, uh, the meds that she was on, right, could have been for multiple different things, bipolar disorder at once, but then ADHD and anxiety, and right, you matriculated off of that. If an individual is legitimately bipolar, and that is the correct diagnosis, then those most likely will be more long-term, lifelong medicine. So that would be not one that you get off because the mania could come back. And so you want to be stabilizing in that sweet spot, and it's completely fine. The meds now are usually pretty inexpensive, um, and you can work with your doctor to make sure that you're on the right mixture. Um, titrating off what you said is the most appropriate thing if you are going to go down. You know, Adderall, wonderful drug. For a lot of people, it is like very needed, but there also could be some long-term side effects um, that are not good. And so if one can operate without those, or if you are neurodivergent, you know, talking about Wellbutrin, uh, I'm not a medical doctor, but I can talk about it. Wellbutrin is a wonderful thing, and higher doses can be effective for ADHD. Um, for folks in the spectrum, things like Pristique, Wonderful for folks on the spectrum. Hits anxiety, also hits focus. Um, wonderful medicine that many of my folks are on. Again, not a primary doctor. This is not advice. I'm just letting you know what people take and what tends to statistically work for folks on the spectrum. Um, but you'll notice, like, man, it's tough. Like uh, medicine, you know, you talk about, like, at least I said some kids, shit, it might be three or five before you figure out the right one for anxiety. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, for bipolar, it might be a couple more. Uh, you know, if you got ADHD, shit, you might not remember to take your meds, and then we don't get accurate prediction of, like, if they work. I That was something that I was struggling with a lot. Like, I remember one time I accidentally took two doses of my Adderall, and I didn't oh. sleep for two days. Well. I, I, I was like, I was like, I can't go to bed. <laughs> and the, oh, my God. Like, and then I just crashed and slept for like two days. The next day, so like, but, you know. <laughs> it happens. Hey, I mean, it's I New York. I will say, my room was clean. I went running. <laughs> I was, I'm not kidding. I was buff as shit. <laughs> I remember, I'm, I think that was when I did my taxes. I was like, oh, okay. She did her taxes. I didn't even know I had taxes. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> I saw Mike Tyson. I bit his ear. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's for Evander. Yeah. They do have those pill bottles that they're like, <laughs> so please invest in one of those. So, but then I lose those. So, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, if you are ADHD, there's pill bottles or toppers that can go on them that is electronic and it can like trigger an alarm and like it'll tell you if you opened it. They're the wonderful things for folks with ADHD. If you're on the spectrum as well, it could be very good. Coping beauty with ADHD is there. For me, you know, I got the little pill collector thingy, right? The Monday, Tuesday. It's like Godfather. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, boom. A wind. Yeah. <laughs> Blown up in a car. Yeah, she dies. Um, spoiler yeah. alert. Horrific. 
but I've, I've got the pill thingy and I stopped using the pill thingy. And so now I'm just taking it every night. Now, after like a year and a half, I'm actually doing it every night, no matter what. It's fucking nuts. You probably built a habit. Yeah, it only took a year and a half. It's at 365. Yeah, it only took a year and a half to finally like do it. Um, yeah, medication is a long journey, folks. And so I'm going to transition into one thing. Um, black and brown folks will get diagnosed as bipolar. I'm telling you, it's anecdotal, but I'm sure there's some statistics on it. I just haven't read it, so I don't like to say it's statistically fact. But I have seen it where our folks get diagnosed as bipolar quicker than others. Um, I'm like, dude, this depression. Or this is like trauma that's going on. Or this is anxiety that's going on. Why you got to put bipolar? Well, you know, they're acting up or they're getting in trouble. They're getting in trouble because they're depressed as shit and they're kind of suicidal. And black and brown folks express suicidality through risky behavior and homicidality. It's a different beast. So your DSM that's written for white folk by white folk doesn't necessarily fit. Um, so we need to understand some of these things where these folks are coming from. And so they get diagnosed with bipolar and then medicated for bipolar, and they're not actually bipolar. So having a care team with multiple people checking on you, looking at you, understanding your case history, the biopsychosocial, all of it, the family dynamics that play into the culture, the economics, the gender, right? You just talked about PMDD, right? So is your cycle playing into it? Because estrogen, uh, you know, there's some things. I mean, is there any PCOS going? That's going. Well, like, what is going on? You can't just diagnose like symptoms. You need to go back and see what's actually going on with that human to be ethically appropriate and equitable healthcare as a counselor, as a doctor. There needs to be more questions. Um, but if you just see like one symptom, you're like, oh, no, it's fine. Or you make good eye contact. You're not autistic. You're just anxious. No, nah, they're both. Sorry. Uh, you know, you, you can be both, asshole. Um, so I'm asking this because I know this is tough for folks that are listening to this podcast. It's tough for me. When you go into the doctor, go in there with a list and an agenda of things that you need to talk about, signs or symptoms that you see, because if you're ADHD or someone of color, they might not take you serious. You might forget. They might distract you. You go back to the thing that you got written and you, and you tell them, hey, this is what I'm noticing. This is what other people that like around me all the time, this is what they see. This is what's going on. Well, that's not a thing. I ain't going to say that's not a thing for this person. They're telling you it's a thing. My woman's health doctor actually told me that I didn't have ADHD because I had a successful career. What did you just say, Spence? He said, woof. Woof. <laughs> woof. Or but woof. I actually, woof. like, what's funny is I kept her on my team because she gives me, like, she gives me things, like, she gives me really helpful, like, the opposite end of the, spe of the yep. spectrum, like, She's like, why don't you try elderberry? Or why don't you mm -hmm. try this lavender to cut? Like, she'll ask me to do things. And, like, I think the both hand approach for me personally is like awesome. really helpful. Uh, well, I guarantee you the anxiety is a thing that played a lot into your ADHD that made your brain go fast, 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 fast. There's some other stuff, some genetic components, but ADHD most likely is there. Um, also, some neuro spicy stuff. You, you might be part of the family over here, too. Nah, and I ain't seeing you autistic, but I'm just saying, you know, the colors. My therapist, uh, she said that I might be autistic. We haven't dove, dove into that yet. <laughs> I was like, be. how many? I was like, I have PCOS, PMDD. I was like, how many things do we need to? Let's add another. <laughs> I was like, no, we're good. I was like, you might be autistic, aka 
<laughs> you want this to get fucked. Welcome to the family. We love you either way. Don't matter. You either got to be autistic on this pod or you got to be black or brown. I'm just saying. Either <laughs> you way. You got both. <laughs> um, so much respect in that. It is a son of a gun, especially as a black or brown woman. I don't know because I'm not a woman, but from one of my clients and what I work with, to get what they want, to hear what the doctors say to them. I'm like, no, no, no. Let me break this shit down. You tell them to call me. You tell them to call me. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just scared that they're going to be some retribution. They won't get you. Tell them to call me. I'll talk to them and I'll handle it. I'll take care of it. Okay. I always say I'm going to call them like, like I'm the dad or like their uncle or some shit. But in actuality, I know it's just going to push them to do it. Hopefully none of them pay attention to this shit. <laughs> You need that. That's like not tough love. Like it's like not tough, but it, you know, but it's a little tough. Yeah. Well, you know, one wants the therapist to stand up for him, but I'm like, if I have to, I will. Um, mm. My computer's but, gonna die. Oh shit! Here we go. Yeah. Where you at, Black Jesus? So while she's plugging that in, hopefully her parents are like cool with all this stuff because otherwise they're no, like, they're definitely a... not gonna like yeah. this at all. Yeah, they're like, you're a sinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you, I assume they're pastors too, right? Or no? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, it's always in the <laughs> family. Who said that? <laughs> it's Jesus. <laughs> Was it the sweatshirt? <laughs> it's the sweatshirt. Hey, by the way, we got a lot of beautiful hey. merch out these days. Yes. Sorry about that. Different. You're different. Not less. Not less. No. You will have less money after you buy the sweatshirt. That's right. We'll make some pink ones if we have to. We will. <gasps> we'll make some pink you... ones. I thought we had some. We might actually have some pink ones because I do like pink. So. Well, I'm going to manifest that we make it. So. Well, we'll you know, have them all tonight. <laughs> you know that they uh, painted... Uh, a like prison facility all pink and it drastically reduced the aggression of the I've seen that. Oh. I saw that. Where was yep. this? This must have been like in yeah. fucking somewhere else because yep. US they're like, nah, fuck them. No. Yeah, they they painted like, it all in pink. Here. They don't need anything else. Yep. After that it was all gay too. Oh my God. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. You can be joking. Look, I will say everyone on this earth can use a little bit more feminine energy. Just a little bit. That's where Just I was going with that. Just FYI, I'm not a, I'm not, I'm sure. not a, uh, you know, I'm not a complete tool. I was working. We know you're it. not homophobic because you're one of them. So. <laughs> um, but no, for real though, one of the things that's killing a lot of people in society is masculinity, and the um, the thing that's connected to masculinity is dominance. Wanting to dominate everything, money, finances, people, humans, work. Uh, it's a horrific thing. Controlling and dominating your partner, it's, it's tough. And so that is one of the things that kills everyone, is masculinity and dominance. So femininity inside everyone is, yes, it's good. Um, also, we've, we pervert and poison what the word actually femininity is uh, into making it all these horrific names and things. Uh, and that's not really what it is. Uh, so, but that gets into a whole different talk about, uh, sexism and femininity. So as we get back on track, um, Spence, what was your, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick it to you, but I want to get your take on some stuff. What was your what? favorite, what was your favorite scene? Was it 
when she's doing the description of stuff? Was it when she's talking to the dude and then she's just like, you know, dead inside and, and just depressed? Or was it the last scene when she finds the friend? I probably have to say the friend one, definitely. Um, that evoked a lot more emotion out of me. Emotion. Um, and so, yeah, I would definitely have to say that one, mainly because um, you always have, you always want to have that moment where you can really just truly be yourself, right? Have that moment. And a lot of people don't get to have that moment. There are still people that really have to like, fake who they are um around people who you know are supposed to be your friends and you're supposed to be you know yourself and so um it's good that she had that moment and so that was probably my favorite scene um and i hope like i hope you know scenes like that make people want to come out and be themselves a lot more um because like i said it's it's just draining when you're not yourself and you always have to like fake who you are around like 24 7 like that must be like pure insanity yeah Yeah. people do it i feel like the majority of people are doing it to a certain extent where they're Mm -hmm. just exhausted and burnt out from Mm -hmm. inauthenticity like i do feel like we're in an inauthenticity epidemic where people are really struggling to even want to be their own selves but there's that like marion williamson quote that we like we don't play we do not do the world any favors playing small and not shining our light. Like light is yeah. literally meant to like spread out and go as far as I can see. And that's how we were designed. Like humans, I believe are made up of light and that's what we're supposed to be. And I think we're trying, we're like flowers trying to be like, I don't know, like something else, a tree or something. And I just feel like we're all struggling, like fish trying to be birds, birds trying to be fish. Um, <laughs> because of just different societal expectations i mean i think a lot of times societal expectations will me as a woman tell me like i shouldn't be a ceo i should be at home like with children and babies and i should have lots of babies by now um Mm -hmm. maybe my partner shouldn't be cooking for me maybe my partner shouldn't be as nurturing as he is and understanding as he is that's not cool or masculine um and i think once that last scene also hits me because it's like love as grace and space. And like, I feel like that really gives people the grace and space to be authentic. Like, I feel like whenever I am authentic to someone that it's like, Oh, okay, cool. It's usually reciprocated too. Mm -hmm. So that's the cool thing. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, Spence, you're right. You've been to home for a while now. So you know, the stories. Uh, about about some of these humans that come to me and and I tell you sometimes it's just it's devastating uh when they tell you you I said does anyone else know they said no one knows I said I'm the only person you've told this to yes I said okay what do you want to do do you want to do this you want to do that you want to just sit in it you want to do therapy I said well can we just sit for a second I said yep we're going to just sit for a second uh, this could be anything from emotional abuse mental physical sexual at times it could be just horrible poverty, homelessness, uh, uh, horrific anxiety, and then specifically suicidal ideations and thoughts, feelings, um, self-harm. And so yeah. people will hold in so much, hold in so much. Uh, you, know, you, know, you know, people think that we do this podcast and we're just having fun and shits and giggles. They have no idea that 
I'm actually implementing some of these things and becoming a better human and therapist. Spencer, a better person, a better friend, a better partner, a better son. They don't understand that, that we are using these things to better our lives and other people are listening and bettering their lives. So why do I bring this up? Spence, remember we had the talk the other day and I thought of you. And I, we said, what pizza box uh, or what box are you? We talked about it with uh, Dr. Dr. Danny yeah. um, from Florida, wonderful counselor, uh, Jewish, queer counselor, awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome human that's going to be back on the podcast in January. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about boxes and being outside the box and being different and being normal, authenticity, right? They're helping people coming into the real life. The, and I made a joke and I said, you know, what type of box would you be? I asked the folks, the followers. Spencer said, now you'd be a pizza box. And I said, I said, because it's pizza in it? He said, yeah. And I said, I'm greasy too. Because pizza box greasy as shit. Um, I asked students in group therapy the other day. I said, I asked them all, icebreaker. I said, what, what, what would you be? And the shit that they said was so profound. You know, Pandora's box with a bunch of spikes. Right? And then, but once you, once you open it, though, you can't close it because there's a lot of stuff in there. Um, one was like a tall box, but there's no package in there. It's just packing peanuts. That's the overwhelming thoughts, anxiety, constant. It's completely full, but yet there's nothing of like substance. Um, I think one of them was, you know, kind of devastating. They said, I'd be the box in your basement. There's a bunch of shit in it and it's torn up and it's raggedy and it's taped and it's mildewy. Right. I said, what's in it though, kid? And they said, broken glass, broken glass. So, okay. It's a tough one. Uh, the one said a bunch of teddy bears. Uh, and everyone says I'm so kind and lovely and, and like a big kid. And so there was a lot of good stuff in this thing. I say this because we learn from folks, man. So we're learning from you right now about authenticity, but also medication, how to have a care team. I'm thinking about that right now, making sure that you're seeing someone if you have uh, any women's issues at all, specifically you talked about some of the other health issues, it's needed. Because if there is any, let's say, you know, um, thyroid issues, uh, if there is any uterine issues, if there is any cycle issues, if there's any cystic ovarian issues, it needs to be checked out and you need to have someone to work with you, right? You need to get those levels right. If you need birth control, but maybe that's against your religion, well, you need to think about your religion and, you know, is it okay if I do it for my actual health? Because you could die from one of these cysts if they explode. And it could mess up a lot of stuff. So I like this care team model. Um, it's good to practice it. It's good to hear you say it. Back to the scene. Spencer talking about that was the best scene. It is. You know why, Spence? Because mm-hmm. that scene will save people's lives who watch that and watch the pod. Because now they will open up and tell people like, hey, man, I'm suffering. I'm going through something. Mm-hmm. And they know what holding it in is. Uh, so now the folks would be like, hey, man, actually, you know, I'm when you're dating, yeah, FFY, I'm autistic. Oh, I didn't even notice. It's fine. You didn't have to know. But you, you're so good at talking. You make good eye contact. Oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm going to let that slide because I love you and you got, you got, you got a nice touch. I'm, I'm going to let it slide. Um, that scene will save lives. We'll save lives. Guarantee it. That'll be a good reel. Um, my best friend, Ashley was the one who I watched, I first watched that with. She was like, I want you to watch something. And 
she said that I remind her so much of Lexi because Lexi like gets cute and dressed up every day um, <laughs> and then goes home. Um, and then like, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, and she's like, how was work? And I was like, I hate this. I hate that. Like literally like when I'm like unmasked, my voice is very like dead. Yep. And, like my like people think I'm miserable some most most of the time. Like if you don't know me and I and I'm not like on, you will probably think I'm miserable. But I'm like I'm having so much fun. <laughs> but code switching, um, based on the population, the people that you love, and you're able to like let it go, which is completely fine. Um, yeah. yeah, me and Spence do the same thing around each other. Uh, I have one last question to ask Spence. But did you have anything else you wanted to throw their way? No, I think um, that's good. Why don't you ask a question? I wanted to talk about the dating stuff. So, what's what's the tea? What's the tea? (laughs) What's the tea? Um, the tea is how did it affect you? How did all the stuff affect you growing up, or like how did it manifest? And then how is it good now? How did you make healthy choices now? Sorry. Um. I don't, I think probably like the love and relationships thing is probably like the newest thing I'm maturing in. Um, Probably like the least amount of maturity. This is the first, I'm not, I'm not even going to front on that. This is the first healthy like act, like commitment I've been in. Um, And it took me like exploring things like polyamory, exploring like different other things. I grew up in a super strict Christian household, like sex is bad or evil. So um, for me to like, honestly start dating like three years ago, as if like, for like, as if I I was like a 13 year old, it felt like like a 16 year old (laughs) dating. Um, I grew up instantly i felt like like almost like instant change instantaneously with each person because yep. when i was just authentically being myself and the person would react a certain way or you know they would say something and i would like almost practice being like me with the people that i was dating and i made like a little journey about it like i for a while um people were subscribing to hear about like my love life and i gave yeah. everyone like names um and I was like sharing the lessons that I learned throughout the way. And it's, I think what it started out with is that I used to want that same people pleasing aspect that you saw Lexi do in school. I saw myself doing it with men. Um, and exactly what you were saying, where like you think you're a piece of shit. So then you start dating people that aren't the best because you think that's what you deserve. And I could see like the way I viewed myself go up like the people I'm attracting going up. Yep. Um, and like also figuring out like who I am throughout other people, like different people will expose like different parts of me. And mm-hmm. I'll be like, oh, this person reminded me that like, I do love dancing to Indian music. And now I like do that all the time. With that. You know what I mean? Or like this person reminded me that like, I am a CEO boss. Like mm-hmm. this is something that I can do. Or another person um, just reminded me like how into fashion I am. Another person reminded me like, you're a writer, you're a creative. And I think um, now I'm learning that I can, the same with like medication, the same with work, the same with relationships. Like it's not a one-stop shop. You could change your mind at any time and grow and learn from the experience and now the tea is 
that I dated like a bad boy musician. Um, I was a, I was a pastor at the time. Um, he, like I'm not even kidding. Like he played for J Lo, his band for New Year's <laughs> Eve. Right. Opened up for the Apollo, and um, I was just like enamored by how much he liked me because I was like, oh, this is cool, and how like a bad boy liked me. And I think like honestly, like of course, but I think me even being like this is not the expectation that I want for my life. Um, I made so many bad decisions. Like I share this on my story though. I like got an STD because of the people that I've dated. Mm -hmm. Um, I was cheated on like multiple times over and over and over again. And the lack of me, like really loving myself, um, exhibited there. It gets worse too. Uh, like if the cheating and all that stuff, cause you're like, Hey, I'm not enough because they're stepping out. And so it gets even worse. And so then some folks accept it more and more. Cause it was almost changing me. Like I felt like I actually was becoming a bad person because of who I was dating. Like it becomes this like weird self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, where like now I'm like, I remember one instance where I was like, I will never date someone like this ever again. Like I had like this outside of the body moment. Yeah. I came home from working like in my corporate job and my boyfriend at the time, um, super cushy life, but his parents cut him off and he was like moved into my apartment. Oh, And now I'm like, so when are you getting a job? <laughs> now I'm like a real person. And I was like, I just busted my ass with, <laughs> with LVMH, with Indeed and JP Morgan Chase. And all I asked you to do was clean out my dog Harlem's wee-wee pad. And here you are rolling up weed while I'm walking in and my feet are tired. And I am just like, I, I don't think I've ever been so mad in my entire life. And I wrote about this. Um, I blacked out and I punched him in the face. Oh, Jesus Christ. Christ. I, the, it's, it was like, I am, I have never laid hands on anyone in my entire life. Well, one time you lay them on. Yeah. But the thing is like, it wasn't even about how like he was hurting me because he like, didn't take care of my dog. Yeah. It was like the last straw. I was just like, if I had a child and I asked him to just take care of that child, would he be able to do that? Nope. Like it was weird how like I was valuing like my dog over myself and that yep. like was what threw me over the edge. But I don't remember. All I know is I like, there was blood on my hands. <laughs> I got so mad, I blacked out. Bro. Wild. Like, of black Jesus coming back for a vengeance. I'm not a conf like I am a I am a confrontation person, but I'm not someone of conflict. Those are two different things. Um, I'm not someone that's like out here to just like fight and be physical. Well. And I just brought out this like weird version of myself. And I was like, if I go down this little life that I have, like I will become this person. Um your boundaries got pushed so far and so hard for so long that you had a full-on meltdown. Um, and so let's say that you were neurodivergent on the spectrum. Um, that meltdown could lead to a blackout or a whiteout, could lead anyone to a blackout or a whiteout, but you fully melted down. Uh, in rage with them, but also yourself, that how did it get like this? How did, how did it get like this? How am I except what is going on? And then boom, you lost it, um, which is fine. Miami Spencer seen me lose it on like 50 people. 
Uh, you know, it happens. Uh, I've seen my father lose it on a few people. So Google us. Uh, <laughs> it's human. Make that. It happens. I was about to say, like, it, we're human. And I just think that you have to kind of figure out, like, what environments are safe for you yep. <laughs> to be in, what people you want to choose to interact with on a regular basis. Yep. Um, Danny will fight your ass. <laughs> So Spence, I don't think we're going on that trip after. Oh man, I ain't trying to get punched now. Nope, never mind. <laughs> Are you trying to not change my dog's wee wee pad when I ask you to? Like hey. you shit all over my couch, Nas. I know. Like Nas, your greasy pizza box ass sat on my couch. I'm done with you. Surprise twist. This my kink. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I feel like I'm better than you. <laughs> oh my God. I am the wee wee pad. Oh. How did we get there? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It always gets there no matter what. You learn that about us. <laughs> it always. Um, it's always about having fun on here, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. So those are your folks as we're wrapping up. Yes. You know, you can learn a lot from that that case study. Allowing things to go too far, too far, too far, right? I mean, you're hurting yourself. And you could say it's that individual hurting you, but it is you allowing yourself to be in that situation with that person because you think this is what you deserve. And I liked the thing you said earlier about friends. You know, do you have to fully love yourself to love others? Uh, yes and no. I think others can love you and you can love others. Sometimes I have my clients, hey, man, go ask your best friend what they love about you. Because I know you don't love yourself, but I know that they're going to gas you up. And then they'll they'll come back and they say how did I said how to go and they said I literally cried the entire time I said I knew you would so tell me what they said and then they start crying again uh, so sometimes it takes someone else loving us to find out that we have worth and value um, and that's a very common thing it's a very normal thing uh, so great pod tons of fun tons of stuff about bipolar autism folks of color we're all wearing pink you know. <laughs> You know, obviously, I mean, you date bad boys, so now that we wore pink, you know, I guess we're all out to picture now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> oh, well, never mind. I was looking at that's my past. I feel like I'm dating the squariest square. Like, it's, no, but I love him to death. Like, I would never change for the world. Good for you. Um, yeah. I think we're both just happy that you're happy. Yeah. Uh, it's a journey. No more, no more bad boys unless I ask for it. Yeah. Everything's consensual. Um, you know, you, you know, you're just saying, you know, bad boy, you get some leather pants, jacket, you know. Leather pants? What year is it? I don't know. I was like, I, of all things, do you choose to be leather the pants? I don't know. I know. Tight ass pants. Technically, them. technically, the pants I was thinking of were assless too. So I, I was in the wrong of genre of bad boy. I don't know what. Okay, well, before we get too gay, let's uh, let's wrap up the pod. Um, <laughs> so, Danny, can you give us uh, your where you're at and oh. you know what you got coming up? Yeah, yeah. So you can put me on Instagram, um, Threads, or IG, Danny Self Love. That's like you can follow my self love journey. Um, also, as an entrepreneur and my dating journey, as boring as it is. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> healthy, boring, but healthy. Um, and also have like a Bali retreat coming up July 11th to 17th, where for seven days, we are going to discover our unique magic and really learn like what ways to love ourselves. And where can they find that at? That'll be in a link in your Instagram IG. IG. Yeah, on my IG, Instagram, Danny.selflove. Okay. Danny.selflove. And that's with an I, folks, an I. I. Wow. All right. So thank you, Danny, so much for joining us today. We'd love to have you back on. yeah, uh, we're going to have tons of reels, stuff like that uh, coming out soon. So as soon as this drops, so that'd be great. Um, yeah, that's all for today. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, I'm Spencer. That's Nas. This is a different Spectrums podcast. Hi, right, everyone. Remember, much love and take care of yourselves. Or don't. That's up to you. See ya.